Next Chapter Podcasts. Welcome to the Thick Skin Podcast. I'm Latroy Hawkins with my co-host, my brother from another mother, Jock Jones. In the house. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about the NBA All-Star Game. MLB spring training started last week for pitchers and catchers. Uh, we're going into our fourth day of full squad workouts. Um, we're going to talk about MLB free agents who are still unemployed. We have a Cy Young winner that's still a free agent out there. So with that being said, let's hop right into it, Double J. Let's talk about this NBA All-Star game and what the fans are saying and not just the not just what the fans have said for years. Let's talk about what the players are starting to say now, that players that came before them, I feel like they they were not in a position to say how they really felt about the All-Star game. The rising NBA star Anthony Edwards comes out and says that most players don't want to be there anyway. I'm sure players before him uh, felt the same way. Uh, what you got to say about that, Jock? Let me... Let me hear where you're coming from, because I know my position is if I would have made all-star team in my 21 years, I probably went, wouldn't have gone because you don't have any time to rest. And I look at the all-star break as a break from baseball. And I understand you have to promote the game and you have to do this, but it's one of those things where, you know, I think I was, I was always worried about my rest and my um, recovery as opposed to participating in a, in a game that didn't matter. Um, so I think if for the first time or two, I would participate just because it's something I always like to do things that I've never done before. Right. We play the game to, 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 to put up numbers, do well, our team to do well. We want to get rewarded for those things. Right. So yes, I would have loved to play in an all-star game after two, three, four, five, it gets monotonous. Okay. Hey man, I need my rest and I want my rest. Right. Or or it turns into I don't want to hurt myself. <clears throat> I made it through the first half. I'm healthy. Uh, I need a couple more days to recuperate. Um, then let's get back at it um, for the second half. Um, I know um, Anthony Edwards had mentioned he made a, he's, he made a quote about nobody wants to come here and compete. I understand that. Um, but at the same time, like <clears throat> give other people a chance to compete in this game that will come out, play, and participate in the um, festivities. <laughs> um, but I, I get it, man. And and like I said, I, I said earlier, when Paul George uh, broke his leg in the international competition, I think that's when guys really started taking a hold of their time and, and their abilities to say, hey, man, look, I don't want to be like this. I, I want to, you know, go into the, the half healthy. I want to go into the second half healthy. So like, I'd rather not participate. Um, so that's kind of my take on that. What, what, what about you? What do you got? Um, like I said, Jacques, I just never, I mean, I didn't have to feel like I was a perennial all-star to get tired of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked at my rest more important, especially being a bullpen guy. Like I'm, you know, had 77 appearances one year. So I look at like, those are the days and pretty much those those years I had the 70, 74, 75, 77 appearances. Those were all-star caliber years, but right. I don't think I would have accepted the invitation because I knew what was more important to me was helping my team 
down the stretch. And I needed those three days rest because not often in a season do you a reliever get three days of rest unless you guys go out there and put up a 10, 12 spot, you know, in a four game series and I might get a chance. Not, I might not have to pitch. So I looked at it, looked at it from a different perspective. And I understand your perspective for sure. But my perspective, was I was looking for rest and recovery and mm-hmm. being part of the all-star game. You really didn't have a chance to do that because, and I look at, I look at this also the season, you know, all-star break starts on that Sunday before the all-star game. All-star games on a Tuesday. It depends on where you're playing at. If you're playing in Oakland, the all-star game is in Tampa. I mean, you're going to be flying all night trying to get to the game. You're on the West Coast going to East Coast, East Coast going to West Coast. It's just, it's never convenient unless you're playing where we play that in American League Central or the National League Central for us travel. And then don't get the Sunday night game before the All-Star break. Then you're really in trouble. But, you know, over the course of our career, we saw it. We're doing collective bargain agreement. Um, we ended up not just having Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. They added Thursday also. And it's funny we're talking about this because I looked at the twin schedule this year in 2024. They have that Friday off after the All-Star break. And when I saw that, I thought it was a, I thought it was a mistake. But there are several teams that have a Friday off. And like back in the day, owners would have never given a Friday off. No way, no how, no can do. A Friday night. Yeah, that's almost guaranteed. But some teams have Friday off. So now they're getting more days to rest. So you get to enjoy the festivities and then get a couple days rest. And for me, that was more important, getting those day, that recovery day. That was a lot more important. I think the NBA needs to go the way of the NFL and the way that they're do, they've done things for the Pro Bowl. They revamped the whole weekend for Pro Bowl, and they made it more enjoyable. They made it more exciting. There was more participation. The guys had a, a, a better time. They had a blast. They were playing team-related uh, events. And so the NBA is going to have to come up with something similar to what the um, NFL has done to have more participation with from their stars. And – the score of the game was what two eleven to one eighty six. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like nobody's yeah. stopping anybody from scoring. No, they just want to see each other score. And like, yeah. And I, and what I did like about what I read because I would say it, I did not watch the game because I was busy. Yep. And they're they're picking and choosing who they want to shoot the most so he can win the MVP. Right. And I think that's I think that should happen organically. Right. It shouldn't be, okay, Jock, you know, you've won a three-point shootout. You've won the NBA championship. Now all you need is a MVP, all-star game MVP on your mantle. And it's like, no, like, let that happen organically. Yep. 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 I I agree. Totally agree. It was just a bunch of half-court shots that turned into uh, open three-point shots. Uh, uh, It was a modified slam dunk competition at one point. So – at least, at least, I'd say five, ten, fifteen years ago. At least they played defense in the last quarter because it mattered. The, like the competitive juices start flowing, but this, this one, it, I mean, it was just a, it was just an exhibition the whole way through. <laughs> do the All Star games with other sports share the same issue? Do they have the same? Do we have the same issue in baseball? Not to the the extent of what these guys are doing, but they had to change the rules. 
for the MLB All-Star game to play for something. Now they 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 played for home field advantage. So guys knew, hey man, we might have a chance to to be in the World Series where your team that it affects. Where it matters. And so guys started showing up and guys started playing and guys started playing hard and they were playing for something. So NFL, NHL, I've never watched the NHL actual game, but I I watched their skills competition. Yeah, I did too. Aiden, that's pretty exciting. Yep. I mean, that's yep. for me, that's a little bit more exciting than the dunk contest or the three point shootout. Yep. The skills competition. I, I like that more because maybe it's because it's something I've I've never done before. Right. So I, I, I really enjoy watching their their version of the skill contest competition on the ice and scoring and the slap shots and you yep. know the racing and for time. I, I enjoy that part of the NHL. I do too. Those big old dudes on skates moving like that. That's that's um, that's amazing. Pitchers and catchers. Yep. Reported last. Um, reported on Valentine's Day, and uh, full squad squad started on Sunday, and we still have a few pretty good guys that don't have jobs right now. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember a time when. You know, the reigning Cy Young Award winner who's already missed the first 10 days of spring training. And, yep. you know, you got Cody Bellinger, Blake, Blake Snell, Cy Young, Matt Chapman, Jordan Montgomery, uh, Michael A. Taylor, your, your good friend, your yep. buddy. Yep. Michael A. Taylor doesn't have a job. Yep. Um, so what do you have on, you know, their thought process, their agent's thought process? You know, four of those guys that I named, uh, all Scott Boris guys yep. yep so what's your thought process on that well we know boris always likes to get uh maximum years for maximum dollars for his guys and he uh, he usually uh wants those guys to go through free, uh, free agency and experience free agency um but it, it seems like for these four guys that the owners are not going for that this year by these guys not being uh signed by any teams or being close doesn't sound like they're they're close to being signed by any team. So um, it sounds like they're going to have to sign for less years, but more dollars annually, which might play into their hands. It played into Bellinger's hands last year. Uh, he 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 thought that it would convert into a um, a long term deal, and it hasn't. So they might have to go out for another year to improve themselves again. Don't There's look nothing like that. No, nothing at all. Nothing at all, unless you want you really want a long term deal. For me, I've always said, I think I had like nine different contracts, mm-hmm. um, three multi four multi year deals, and I think about how doing the negotiations. I just wanted to say, hey, give me more money up front, and then I'm a reliever, so anything might happen at third year. Give me less money on the third year. Right. And I always say with those loan contracts that they sign these guys to, like, you know, just pulling this out of out of my wallet, um, Albert Pujols deal with the Angels. Yep. And I bring that up because I signed December the 10th of 2012, and he signed, like, December the 12th, two days after I did with the Angels. Mm-hmm. And they gave him this big contract. You know, the their fans were calling for, oh, you got to make a splash. You got to do something. The fans were just tearing them up. You got to do something. You got to do this. You got to do that. And then they make this big splash, sign them for all this money. 
and then seven years, six years in, yep. now the fans are complaining about giving him all this money, yep. and you guys just pitched a freaking fit about making a splash in free agency. Yep. So I always said, why don't they front load those contracts? Give them $30, $40 million up front. Yep. So when you get towards the end of the contract, you're paying them like $10 million, $12 million, something that's reasonable where when it's time to get rid of him, another team will take him and you don't have to foot the entire bill. Like, Jesus. Right. right. Like They always try to spread it out as long as possible and front load it. Yep. So on the back end, when the, those years, when they start to decline, a player starts to decline, you can easily get rid of him and be okay with it instead of him playing for the Dodgers and right. paying him $40 million. Right. That just never made – I just could never wrap my mind around it. So, you know, it's another thing about free agency. And you got, you know, the Phillies are talking about giving Zach Wheeler an extension. They're talking about giving Bryce Harper an extension. Yep. And oh, Well-deserved. You know, yeah, but Bryce is already under contract. Yeah. I mean, at what point in baseball did we start giving guys contracts while they're inside of a con- in the middle of a contract? It's not football, but I get it. Yeah, they're actually talking about it. You're onto something, but ba- basketball's been onto it. Like I believe Damon Lillard signed, signed like a four-year deal with a sixty million dollar annual salary, right? Like perfect. He's 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 at he's at the high point in his career. He's still a very good player. Um, he's he's been healthy for the most part. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like three or four or five years from now, he's not locked into a contract. He does it for two or three more years, he could do it again. He does it for another year or two, he could do it again. But baseball man, they're locked into these seven, eight, ten year contracts, and these guys don't, you know, outperform their contracts. So I'm with you on front loading it, and on the back end, it'll be more, you know, manageable, and people won't grumble as much as. You know, if a guy's 38, 39, 40, 42 years old and they're not playing up to their standards, uh, the money will say, hey, yeah, 10 million, 12 million. Like it's not 30 or 40 or 50. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I agree with you on that for sure. So Bryce will make dollars <laughs> Uh, in 2024, the same, you make a dollar more in 2025, make a dollar less in 2026, make a dollar more in 2027, make a dollar less in 2028, make a dollar more in 2029, make a dollar less in 2020, 2030, and make a dollar more in 2031. So at this rate, he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more years on his contract. Mm-hmm. Eight more years. I mean, I stand correct. From year 2029 to 2031, instead of $27 million, he's making $23,538,461, mm-hmm. So he dropped down by $4 million. And there are a lot of guys out there now making more money right. than Bryce Harper. Right. We've seen some massive contracts over the last couple of years. Yep. And he's... He wants a bite of the apple, and that's that new money. Correct. Want that new money. Want that new money. Want that new like money. He in, like he loves playing in Philly. Yep, it's definitely with that left hand stroke as plays into his, you know, his strengths. Uh, he had 134 hits, 29 doubles last year. He had 21 home runs, 72 RBIs. 
but had a 401 OBP. Right. I think he missed a bunch of some time, though, uh, recovering from the uh, Tommy John that he had the year before. Yeah. But he had, you know, still had 545 plate appearances. Okay. Okay. But, he, but man, his OBP 401. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of high, right? <laughs> on, on basic finish, yeah, 400. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty damn good. Yeah. 499 slugging. Yeah, he walks. Yeah, he was 12th in the MVP voting. Silver Slugger. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get any better than that. Mm-hmm. Position change. Add some more life to the end of his career. Yeah. So what's your prediction for who's going to win MVP oh. in both leagues? I know it's early, but you need to throw it out there. Um, Cy Young. Uh, um, I won't do gold gloves because that's a lot you know, in every position. But let's go MVP for both leagues, and let's go Cy Young for both leagues. You go first. I, I mean, I have to go with Shohei Itani. Um, MVP for, for the, the National League. Yeah, for MVP. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, even really? yeah, because I mean, he's got a whole season to to uh, just concentrate on uh, offense. You don't have to worry about going out to the pitch. So you don't think the elbow is gonna? Affect him swinging the bat. I'm, I'm just throwing it out. I don't know. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think guys. I think guys play with a, a jacked up elbow, but I just think he. I think he'll be fine. That's just my opinion on him. No, this is your this is your list. Yeah, that's yeah. National League. Yeah. So who's going to be in the American League? Uh, let's see. Shoot. Always, if Mike Trout stays healthy, he's got a chance to win the MVP. Always, um, without a doubt. So, so I think, I think if he stays, I think he's got something to prove. So um, I don't know. I guess I would go with, with Mike Trout. Okay, you stole one of mine, but that's fine. This is your call. <laughs> Cy Young. Uh, Cy Young. Uh, shoot, I like the the guy. Shoot, I don't know. Of his, hold on. What team? I can help you out. The the number one starter for the Twins. I like him. Pablo Lopez. Yeah. Yeah, Pablo, Pablo Lopez. Lopez. Mm-hmm. National League will probably be uh, Spencer Strider for the Braves. I like him. Hmm. Okay. He's a bulldog. I like. I like. And I think he's going to grow from his last season of trying to throw the ball by everybody all the time. So, yeah, I like him. So my National League MVP will be Ronald Acuna. Yeah. Okay. I don't see Otani being able to do what this kid can do. Okay. This kid, whew, 217 hits last year, 35 doubles, 41 jack, 106 RBI, 73 stolen bases, 73 stolen bases. Whew. 337 average at a 416 OBP. 1,012 OPS mm-hmm. um, and a silver slugger. I'm going with Ronald Acuna because with that two-pick rule going on, man, he is – he's just running rampant. He's just taking off at will. Oh, yeah. And he has the type of speed that's in- impressive. Right. And I'm going to give a backup just in case he don't get it, he doesn't stay healthy. I'm going with our boy over in – uh, your boy Shoya Tani's teammate, Mookie Betts. Yeah. I think Mookie is 
one of the most dynamic players in in all of baseball. Um, he can do everything. Very impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't fare well in a home run derby last year, but you know what? He he saved his for the game. That's it. He That's saved it. his for the game. That's it. So American League, I love Mike Trout like you. And teammate. And, you know, he has definitely has something to prove. Um, but I'm going to go with Aaron Judge. I think Aaron Judge is that was my he's, um, setting himself up to have a, a really good season mm-hmm. and uh, elite season to separate himself from the other guys. Right. Um, but if I had to go with a wild card, I know I'm extending this out. If I had to go with a wild card, I'm going to go with a healthy Byron Buxton. Yeah. I'm going to healthy Byron Buxton. Okay. He's my he's my my dark horse. Yep. No pun intended. He's, <laughs> he's my <laughs> He's my dark horse. He can do it all. He can uh, hit, throw. Hit, yep. Run with the wind. Dynamic. Staying player. healthy is hopefully that's, you know, in the cards this year. Yep. Hopefully the baseball gods have shown him enough, you know, suffering from you know different type of injuries that they hey go ahead and have some fun yep so <clears throat> i'm gonna go with pablo lopez american league cy young mm-hmm. and for the national league man i don't have a clue who can win the national league mm-hmm. cy young you got so you got probably gonna go with the with the japanese pitcher yeah but yamamoto I'm looking for his name. Don't do it, Ryan. I know you're there. <laughs> Yashikobu uh, Yamamoto. Yes. Yamamoto. Yes. Yashinobu. Um, he was throwing batting practice the other day, and it was it was impressive. I mean, okay. I watched him a little bit in the WBC, pulled up some video of him that we have in our internal system. Mm-hmm. And what he's able to do to manipulate the baseball, he can make it go left, right, up, down, hesitation. He got all the he got the pitches from the Japanese league, major league baseball, and the Negro leagues. He got it all. <laughs> he got it all. I mean, it's impressive, man. Uh, you sound like Bob Kendrick right there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up for our buddy Bob Kendrick over to the Negro League Baseball Museum in Kansas City. But yeah, I mean, his repertoire is impressive and what he's able to do um, with his body, like he doesn't have a full leg kick. He's like just catapulting towards the hitters. And, you know, Freddie Freeman faced him the other day and he was like, only thing he could say, it was so good. The only thing Freddie could say was, I'm glad he's on my team. Mm -hmm. I'm glad he's on my team. I don't have to face him every fifth day. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna put my money on Yamamoto. He's um he's special, and you know, for the amount of money that the Dodgers, you know, spent to get him here, that lets you know he is a prize, prize free agent, and they are lucky to have him. But that's it. That's all. I, that's who all I got. I don't. I don't see Blake Snell winning another Cy Young. Nope, he's, he's already ten days behind in spring training. Nope, I don't That's think. never worked well for pitchers being that far behind. Nope. Never. Maybe much better for a reliever, but for starters, it doesn't bode well. Mm-hmm. Um, but spring training, man, it's always that time of year that 
you know, I was a fan of spring training because being a reliever, I didn't go on the road a lot, especially when you're a veteran. It's a big you know, dog. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. Big you dogs sit back and relax and big dogs in spring training. Heck, heck yeah, big dogs don't travel. <laughs> and then now it's a little different spring training. Like we're there early, you have a lot of meetings. <laughs> um, you know, if you're pitching live that day, you, you go through know yourself, and then you go through your con- uh, not your conditioning, but your stretching and warm up. And then you go to your catch, and then you go right into your 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 uh, live. So these guys are, you know, once they get there and they get going at twelve o'clock, they could be on the mound throwing at one ten, right. facing hitters. When they're done, they get their conditioning in, they they head home. So you know, <clears throat> I'm not sure. I would say that the camps now are better than our camps, but I will say that. They are they work smarter and not as hard as we worked. Right. You know, we were there early and we were got we got done early, like, but we got our work in. Right. Didn't have a lot of meetings. You know, there, you know, in our camp we have a lot of meetings. Mm-hmm. Not a bad thing at all. But it's something to get used to because of the way this generation learns and all the information that they have. You know, we went out there and worked on the rundown and then we talked about it, how to make it better, and then we ran it better. You right. know, now they talk about the rundown before they even get on the field. They show it to them on a on a on an iPad or something. This is how right. you do the rundown, right. and then they go out there and do it and mess it up, and then they got to talk about it again, anyways. So, but you know, spring training. I love spring training. I'm a big fan of it. Um, I think it might be a little too long, Man. but I don't play, so I'm not complaining about it. Yeah, I I love spring training too. Um, it was a chance to get out, work the kinks out, work on certain things um and it not cost you anything uh, uh it start the season starts all over um april 1st usually i know they start a little bit earlier now but april 1st was pretty much when the season started so um you know i, I love playing four or five innings the first couple of weeks get a couple of at bats then do a little fishing or playing a little golf after you know i come out of the game um or hang around and watch some of my teammates play the younger guys who we hear about so um, I I loved it, I, I, especially Arizona, because I could, I could drive over to where I was playing, drive back, not have to stay there the whole time if I didn't feel like it. Um, and like you said, big dogs didn't hardly have to ever have to travel. They played mostly home games. So, um, I, all right. So, Latroy, I got to pose a question for you. Who, who are your early favorites to be in the playoffs? Uh, I'll give you division winners. I don't know about the wild card, but division okay. winners will go with the American League Central. I have the Minnesota Twins. The AL East, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Toronto Blue Jays. The American League West, I'm going to give that to the Houston Astros over the defending world champions, the Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. I got the Rangers finishing third, just to spice it up a little bit, and got the the uh, Mariners finishing second in that division. Okay. Uh, National League Central, I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Brewers. Mm-hmm. The National League East, I'm going to go with the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> and the, what new? The National League West, what new? I'm going to go with the Doyers. Yep. So there you have it. Those are my, my six division winners. The six teams that are going to be in the playoffs, no clue who's going to win the wild card. 
But I can say in the American League West, one of the wild cards will come out of the West. I'll give you that. I have to agree with that. My predictions will be, I might have to piggyback with you with the Blue Jays. Um, The Orioles have a few pitchers that are hurt early in the season. Um, So when those guys get healthy and they get going, I believe they could battle the Jays for the top spot in the East. Um, the Central, I'm going to go with the Twins because they ended up um, a season on such a high note and they were playing at such a high level. I think the guys will be hungry. They got to experience the uh, postseason action, so I think that they'll be raring to go this year. The uh, American League West, I have to go with the Rangers. Um, and only because I, do, I don't know how the um, uh, Astros are going to react to their new manager, Jose Espada. Um, I don't know. This is really his first time running a big league club. I know he's been a bench coach, but now he's a big dog and like trying to navigate those problems and issues that Dusty Ooh. so eloquently did over the last, you know, two or three seasons. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how that's going to pan out. Uh, my national league teams in the NL East, uh, I'm going to have to go with the Fightins. Um, National League Central, uh, I will say the Brewers um, and maybe the Cardinals. I think those two will go at it all year. Um, And the National League West, I know my hometown team is the San Diego Padres, but um, the Dodgers have been their daddies for like 11 years straight. And I don't see that changing with all the moves that they made this offseason. So. I'm gonna have to rock with the Dodgers. So those are my the, the Doyers. Los Los Angeles Doyers. <laughs> the Doyers. <laughs> Los Angeles Doyers. Um, those will be my six picks to click. It's rounding out baseball already. Hopefully, hopefully one of us are right. <laughs> I might have to, the pick six. We'll see. Uh, news today in Kansas City, Missouri. The Two adults have been charged in the shooting, and it yeah. all started with one group thought, well, one of the guys thought the other guy was mean mugging him, and somebody had to lose their life. And the guy said he heard the guy say, let's get him, so he took mm-hmm. that like he wanted to kill him, so he pulled out his gun. He hesitated to start shooting, but decided to start shooting anyway. Like, what is going on? And that is that is just terrible. It is terrible. Both of those guys were shot. The two guys that did the shooting, they were shot. Yeah. Really? Yep. Those two guys that did the shooting were shot. He said he saw the guy say, I'm going to get you, which he took to mean they would try to kill him. He said he chose a random person from the other group to shoot at that person was running away, the affidavit says. Miller initially told investigators that he and his friend began running right. after hearing gunshots that he was shot in the back. When investigators told Miller they had video of him chasing mm-hmm. someone in May's group and shooting, Miller admitted to firing four to five shots, the affidavit said. The bullets from Miller's gun killed Lisa mm-hmm. Lopez Galvin. This just awful. But, um, you know, give credit to the Kansas City, Missouri police who did a great job in sifting through all the video and 
all the witnesses doing great interviews and figuring out how it started, why it started, and getting the right people who were the perpetrators. You know, tragic day, yep. a great yep. day for the city of Kansas City turns into a tragic day. And hopefully these guys are you know, prosecuted yep. to the full extent of the to law. To the full extent of the law. No regard for human life. Yeah. A million people out there and they want to start shooting mm-hmm. kids. At all. Doesn't make sense. Never makes sense to me. I'm sure mm-hmm. it never makes sense to you either. But just... mm-hmm. you're celebrating something that your team did for your city, for the state. And you pick that place to air out your, so your insecurity. dirty laundry, so to speak. Like, that's just not... Insecurity. Right. right. Not a good... Yeah. But I, I, did, I did see uh, Patrick and Brittany went to the hospital to um, comfort some of the victims. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift both donated about $100,000 each. Um, and I know money can bring back the life of Ms. Galvan, but um, just just those kind gestures and 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 kind enough to take time out of their schedules to go and comfort some of these um, injured victims was I think that was huge. It was a great gesture from the Kansas City Chiefs, their players, Taylor Swift. Um, like I said on my last show, man, I'm tired of buying shirts to say Kansas City strong, Boston strong. We have to find a way to deal with the gun violence in our cities. We have to figure it out. Yep. Um, We got a big up to South Carolina women's basketball coach. The legend, Don Staley, for winning her 42nd consecutive SEC SEC, uh, basketball game. What she's done at her time at South Carolina has been nothing short of um, absolutely amazing. Uh, she's an incredible coach, an incredible human being, and here's to more success, Don. And keep leading those ladies to winning championships and breaking barriers um, throughout the game of, of basketball. 42 consecutive wins, SEC. Impressive, impressive in a, in a tough in a tough league. It's impressive, and and I, I mean they should be back in the championship game again. Hats off to Don Staley, and the Lady Game the Lady who of South Carolina. The Lady who <laughs> the Lady <laughs> the Lady Gamecocks. I I know who I want my thick skin to wear to go to this week. Good. The the winner, my pick for the thick skin award of the week goes to JJ Reddick. JJ Reddick. JJ Reddick gave Doc Rivers a piece of his mind and said, Doc's always making excuses, uh, never takes responsibility. Um, and I like how Austin Rivers, who said he wasn't coming to his father's defense, but came to his father's defense and said, Hey, um, his father's been fired everywhere he went, so they put, you know, responsibility on him for his team's losing. But, you know, 
I like Doc Doc Rivers, and he might not be the best coach in the NBA, and he might not be the worst coach in the NBA, but it's a lot to to be to be said for teams losing three one leads. Um, JJ Redick was a part of a couple of those, uh, one maybe two. I know one for sure, a blowing three one leads, and he didn't exactly light it up in in the playoffs. <laughs> and, and you know what I'm saying? So like I'm I'm a I'm a proponent of like, if you didn't do anything about the situation, then you can't really place blame on somebody else. Gotcha. So JJ Reddick, you got my thick skin of the week award. I um, like that. I like that. Yeah. JJ Reddick, yeah. Duke legend. Yeah. yeah. Duke legend. And he, Hey, he can fill it up too. He can shoot. And like, like uh, Austin Rivers said, Hey, I'm not discrediting or discounting your career. I'm not discrediting or discounting what you were doing, but when you come out with fire like that, you got to have numbers to back up that you, you know, did what you, you did had to part. do for your. You did your part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. from one Duke Duke guy to another Duke guy. Yeah, the Duke yep. is fighting it out. But how are you going to take shots yeah. at somebody's dad and act like, and really yeah. expect the son not to fire back? I don't. Yeah, I don't care yeah. what the situation is. You're going to take shots at pops, and Mm-mm. don't think you're not going to get the smoke from me. Right, you got to get the smoke. Right. Whether you're right or wrong, you got to yep. you got to get the smoke. So, yep. you know that wraps up another great night of thick skin with Jock and Hawk. Always a great time chatting with you, my brother. Yes, sir, my brother. Fade on out, and looking forward to next week. And we are out of here. Next Chapter Podcasts.